it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. Welcome to another episode of the Beer Phase. Tonight we got a special guest with us who's in town, Mr. Blake Dixon. Say hello, Blake. Hey, guys. So uh, tonight we're going to go ahead and cover Alamo, which is coming up this weekend. We're also going to talk a little bit about Lone Wolf and some other inside scoop action that uh, no one's heard about yet. So let's get rolling and uh we'll go ahead and start off with the beer phase like we do blake you're our guest so what are you drinking and what are you drinking out of man well um who are you drinking mark uh i gave blake a texas red from the rar company and nice. he's drinking out of what glass are you this oh that's my lakewood this is my pilsner um there are many like it but this one is mine last <laughs> I will say. That's nice. What are you drinking, Jeff? Uh, Well, I just found out that you had this last night, but I thought I was going to be all special. But I am drinking a Infamous Pumpkin Massacre. The company is Infinite, Infamous Brewing. In the, it's a Pumpkin Massacre, which is a porter. It's kind of a lighter porter, actually. It's not, it's not, not super heavy. It just kind of has a little bit of that pumpkin pie flavor to it. Advertising on it says... That it has pumpkin pie flavoring, this and yada yada yada. But really, it's it's not that pronounced, so it's really nice and subtle. Um, pretty good, and I'm drinking out of a Martin House Brewing glass. Sounds good. I was drinking a Waterloo from Black Star, which is a Berliner Weiss, but everyone mm. took too long to get on, so I drank it all. So now I'm drinking a Witchmaker Farmhouse Rye IPA. From Jester King, right up the road in Austin. Not a big fan of Austin sometimes, but I do like their breweries. They do have good beer. Yeah, Jester King is fucking awesome. I love everything they do. I'm drinking it out of my 22-ounce Remember the Alamo 10th Anniversary glass. bum ba bum getting in I the spirit. I'm trying really hard. Yeah. I, have, I have one of those. It's a nice glass. Very nice glass. It's a great glass. Mark, what are you drinking? Uh, I am, I, you know, in, in following with the vision of um, making Ryan the ultimate hipster, I am drinking something that you had the other day, which is that <laughs> Clown Shoes Pecan Porter. Um, That's a good beer. It's a good beer, man. Uh, it's it's heavy, dark. It, it, it finishes pretty smooth. 
and I'm drinking out of a Wolverine glass. Like you would. the X-Men Wolverine glass? Yes, sir. Wearing the uh, the blue and the gold costume. Classic. Snicked. Classic is the maroon and gold costume. Yeah, that's old school. The 80s. The brown one? It's maroon. I'll well, fight you. It was maroon. <laughs> the, yeah, it's like a it's like a shitty brown. But yeah, it's maroon-esque. Alright, I'm going to stab Jeff later. <laughs> he just wants everything to be maroon. The world is maroon to this Aggie. Right. <laughs> Alright, well, we are here tonight to talk about the forthcoming... Alamo GT, uh, which is run by Ryan, so I am going to let Ryan go ahead and kick it off in Alamo fashion for us. Oh, you mean with a wog? I can do that. That's the right. kids are asleep. Uh, I'll do okay. a really, really quiet cool on. one. I'm going to take my earphone out. There you go. Well, it's Alamo, which means a couple of things to all the UTOs. It means I'm not sleeping. It means I'm up at night going, what the hell do I need to do? And it means I just did matchups, which is a lot of fun when I keep getting people dropping. So uh, if you're listening, trying to figure out how your who your opponent is, I will give you fair warning. These may change because I had three drops today. Makes Holy it kind of hard to plan really? ahead. But I will just Crazy. jump right into it, and I will just run through it really, really quick. If anyone wants to interject, I'll give you a second or two to jump in or just interrupt me because we're all used to that. Yeah. But I'll, I'll start it off way. on table one with our interrupt. challenges. We interrupt. have five challenges. Every one of them looks amazing. But table one is going to be Jeff Swan rocking mm-hmm. his demons against Ryan Caps, who is rocking some filthy wood elves and by filthy i mean their bark is peeling <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and tell everybody uh we'll go ahead and give the comp scores too and if you want to go ahead and let everybody know how you establish comp this year absolutely comp at alamo is done by panel comp we have five judges take a look at the list each one scores it between a negative one and a four with a negative one being i just vomited in my mouth and i want to dick punch you and a four being, oh my god, this is not, what the hell are you doing? I can't even, I'm such a white girl. <laughs> um, so you take those scores, zero to four, five judges, and end up with a number between zero and 20. If it's a negative score, we reject the list because you're a douchebag. Uh, we didn't get to reject any lists this year. I was kind of sad about that, but it was close. Uh, for the most part... <laughs> The scores fell in the 1 to 10 range. There are a couple of 12s. There's a few that are way out there on the soft end. Um, Average competitive list you expect to be about an 8 to a 10 in this system. So Jeff has Demons of Chaos at an 8-5. So fairly competitive, but not horrible. You're not going to look at him across the table and want to sodomize him with spiky bits or something like that. Ryan is rocking a comp 11 Wood Elf list. Right. Uh, this one was a challenge. Like multiple tree men or something. <laughs> yes. Ryan is fairly heavily forest spirit, if I remember nice. correctly. He wanted game. to take uh, Dritcha and Durthu and was told he could only have one special character. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funny part is? Is he was thinking about going to Alamo months ago and then. He was talking about lists with me, like, what should I bring? What's the room normally like? 
And then he ends up challenging me, which he didn't do it the right way. <laughs> he is so, unused to our ways. In Texas, if you want to him. issue a challenge, there are pages of insults involved. You make a big scene about it. I wish I had Mark's challenge for the next one in front of me. Maybe Mark can find it while I'm blathering on and read it out when I it's his turn. I will try and find this for you. Um, challenges are a thing to be done epically. And poor Ryan was like, so how do I challenge? And I went, I'll let Jeff know and he'll make sure there's appropriate <laughs> verbiage. Appropriate response. Um... It should be a fun matchup. I put him on table one because that's the one closest to the scorer's table, and I will be watching very intently. Yeah, and then it's a beer hammer. So. Oh, you guys will be doing beer hammer? We are doing beer hammer. Every 12 wounds or one, one beer per turn? I think that we decided on... Um, uh, I, I have to talk to him because I, I, we were back and forth on it, but we were each going to do a shot every turn and then do a beer every certain something we we were doing modified rules to get super drunk so okay every 12 wounds will get you there pretty quick <laughs> especially with he's playing list. wood elves and i'm playing demons that's not enough <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm gonna board saves so i won't get to drink enough table two we have a civil war scenario where mark cox south region chair for the warhammer masters has challenged mr one and only John Bailey, the oh, current head shite. of the Masters. I'm hearing all kinds of epic music going into this. Mark's running his Skaven, which got comped as a five because he brought a lot of Storm friends, and I don't think all the judges looked at what they had because none of them have guns. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. John is running Demons of Chaos, and it is a very soft one. So it's one of the harder lists in the room. Am I going to take a stab at this as John's normal list that he brings? This is John's I don't want to think about it. I just want right, to maybe yeah, win push, some games maybe list. Maybe push it forward. All right. <laughs> Mr. Cox, would you like to read the challenge or would you like me to do it? Uh, you know what? I've I've read it. So if you want to read it, you go right for it, my friend. <clears throat> to the attention of John fucking Bailey, if that is your real name, you koala taint-sucking bastard. You anal-angling, bottom-feeding, sheep-cross-dressing D-bag. You butt-loving, penguin-shit-sipping, suicidal panda bear. You super-homo-dick-gargling windbreaker. You arthritic-viagra-popping, sideshow-dipshit. You cactus-licking, ass-rabies-having, auto-tune-singing chipmunk. I don't care how many drunken rants you can do about the GT scene 15 years ago. I've got a rant for you about the here and now. I saw you walking in the Target parking lot. You were digging around in your butthole for like ten minutes. What the hell were you doing in there? No, really, I saw you. What were you doing in there for so long that you went and got groceries and decently priced t-shirts right after? Did you enjoy it? You looked moderately disinterested, but at the same time locked on in determination. You're like the Jody Stubblefield of ass play. You're there, but uninteresting like Hayne Begley and not as satisfying as, say, a date with Trevor Weirtz. I've vomited some, but I'm better now. Correlation, don't date Meg. I'm rambling. Let's get back to the subject at hand. Whoopty freaking do You're the master's president. Wee! Look at me. I'm the king of the nerds. You get elected, and what happened a few weeks later? Warhammer gets buried. Fucking buried by Games Workshop. I know a damn correlation when I see one. You killed Warhammer. You dirty sneak rack 
bastard. No, the irony of that is not lost on me. You screwed us all and not even in the good way. No reach around. Maybe it's because you sucked so incredibly hard at WFB. Maybe it's because GW just couldn't stand remotely being linked to you. Or maybe it's because you put on your wife's dresses and go hooking in Austin in your free time. I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. But I am one of your most loyal customers, you filthy, filthy skank. And I know, and you know what I do now? It's all your damn fault. You're a carny, like one of the low-grade ones. Even other carnies call you a carny. Edward O is a better longhorn than you are. So is Cody. Contemplate that. Let that stir around in your head soup and slowly poison you. I'm going to get you drunker than drunk Dan Lindley, who bitched out this year, and you're going to find out why I'm more hung than Hambone. I don't give a damn what you're playing. I honestly forgot what I'm playing, but it's going to whip your ass. I'm going to own you so hard you'll forget you can make your own decisions. First, it'll start out innocently. You'll ask if you can charge this unit or that. Then, as the game goes on, you'll ask me if you can breathe. Eventually, I'll be sending you on errands to grab beers for everyone and to go gently kiss Sean Bright's forehead as he makes number two in the dirty bathrooms. Did I say forehead? I meant foreskin. It's okay. You'll be cool with it by then. Law, Freudian slips, am I right? Anyways, I fully expect that by game five, you'll be crawling around on all fours like a gimp in a mask and chained to the dual Jeffs, the bald one and the hippie one. I'm going to drive you to SeaWorld between round four and five and make you watch as I punch a dolphin in the face. I'm going to beat your ass into the microsphere. It will take advanced civilizations, eons of study and conjecture to realize that this was just a game where one guy beat the ever-loving, ever-living compound complex 2005 ass out of some other guy at the last ever Alamo GT where fantasy was played. Don't try to Justin Belusic me. We're getting through all our turns. Or maybe we won't. Who the fuck knows? Well, I do. I know, I'm going to beat your hippie-dipping, game-killing, koala-bung-tonguing, mindless gimp ass. You're going to accept this challenge because you don't have a fucking choice. You don't run Alamo anymore. Ryan does. So suck it. Ha ha ha, fucko. I win. <laughs> That's pretty epic. <laughs> that I, was very I hard to get through without cracking up. <laughs> I honestly don't remember writing that. I mean, I, I know that I wrote it. I just don't remember the contents of it. So. Oh my god! I give it an eight out of ten. I think you overused koalas. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Well, John overuses koalas. So. There's, there's, there's the repetition that you have to keep in mind. It's, it's the magic three. Stylistic, yeah. It was only two though. Perfect. If you'd done three, it would have been religious, but you only did two. I know. I'm being sacrilegious. Sack. He's using slant rhyme. Get a drift. So yeah, that'll be game number one, table number two. John Bailey versus <laughs> Mark Cox. I honestly think John wins. I don't know that I disagree. I've seen both your lists. Yeah, I don't disagree. You gonna get? Are you gonna summon Angry Bailey? <laughs> I fucking might not have to. <laughs> My prediction is you guys do this Friday so you can be really drunk with our special guest Saturday morning. That's right. kind of the idea. <laughs> we'll get more into that a little later on. Yeah. Cool. What do we got next? Game, Game three, three, we have a battle between West Coast heavyweights, one literally and one figuratively. Mike Hengel <laughs> from Leadership 2, formerly of Leadership 2 perhaps, who is running a Comp 5 Black Orc Brewery list with Grimgore Incarnate. 
against Quentin Bone, who has broken out the Ogre Kingdoms, because if there was any army suited to Q, it's Ogres. Right. I don't know who challenged who, but that'll Q, be loud Q and fun. Oh, Q always does the challenge. Yep. Table four, we have a challenge between Warhammer Jesus himself, Jeremiah Gavlak, who's finally shows up. making it to Alamo, he <laughs> thinks. <laughs> And Mr. Robbie King, mm-hmm. the Sean Bright light version, the hot off. My money, my money's on Robbie. Yeah, give me Robbie. Robbie, I can see that. Uh, Jeremiah's running ogres at nine five. Robbie's running a Black Orc brewery at six. Um, Black Orc brewery got a revamp this year, and it's fairly competitive. I think. Cool. Table five, the last of our challenges. We have Jody Stubblefield running his vampire counts at a comp 7.5 against Cody Wilkerson and the nastiest Skaven list I think I've seen in months. <laughs> Even though his general is an engineer. That's how you do. Yeah, he's about to kick Cody's ass. Cody's this not going to know what happened. This is no, the rum off. They're, they're, they're all drink like they drink rum the entire game. So yep. over under on passouts during the challenge round. Uh, I have personally seen Jody drink an entire 750 milliliter bottle of rum. Here's at the Adepticon thing: in two games, Jody and Cody are two of the guys in hot. I won't get in a drinking fight with. Right. So the goal is going to be goad them to drink each other. <laughs> I I think Cody I think Cody gets through the game. And then passes out maybe oh, game for three, sure. maybe two. Well, let's be real. Cody, when's the last time Cody finished a tournament? Well, that's that's my point. Like he's right, not yeah, going to okay. be there game two or game day two. That ends all the challenges. Uh, from here on, these matchups are one hundred percent random. I know some of you are going to hear yours and go, "What the hell? It's all random. I didn't touch any of them." Um, matchups are based on your comp and for the most part they're all within a point of each other so I'll jump right in uh, table 6 we've got Edward O who's running an 8-5 demons list against Jack Green with an 8-5 dark elves list on right. table 7 we've got Mike Deter who was going to play Sean Bright but it's Sean Dieter. Had... Mike Dieter. it's Dieter I'm sorry <laughs> Mike okay. Dieter. Dieter I've never Dieter, actually Dieter. met you that I remember he's my club so it's all good <laughs> Uh, he's running a 9-5 Bretonians. His challenge opponent had to pull out like a Catholic. So instead, he gets Craig Dylan Gibbons, who's running a Comp 9 Demons of Chaos list. Well, Mike has played plenty of demons, so if he loses, it's on him. It's on him. <laughs> Table 8, we've got Mr. Fred Whitney of West Coast Hammer Time oh, running shit. his 3-5 Demons of Chaos he will be playing Brad Damn. McKay of Dojo with a 3-5 Warriors of Chaos list. Oof. Man, Fred got a 3-5 with demons, huh? Yeah. That is, he must be bringing the filth. There, a couple of the West Coast guys chose to bring pain this year. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Some, like some to, of the Texans, though, so. Yeah. I'd like to see what he ends up bringing. All will be revealed after game one. Table 9, we have a hot matchup. 
completely random for once, Jeff Daniels with his Comp 12 Beastmen versus Chuck Gavlak, who's running an 11-5 Warriors of Chaos list. All right. Oh, shit. Table 10, we have Hot Tub Mike, who's running Orcs and Goblins at a 9-5. He has Grom the Paunch. Against Scott Filgo, who's running Warriors of Chaos at a 10-5, and Scott has uh, the weird walk guy from one of the End Times books that's uh, tentacly. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Varishnu or whatever his name is. No, something like that. I know who he's talking about. I can't. Vizlich? Yeah. No. Nope, no, not the, the curse dude who, Gut yeah, rot the dude who walks across gut, the water. Yeah, or there you go. Gut rot. There you A go. Matchup of not the best special characters in the books. I look forward to looking in on this one a couple of times. Uh, Table 11, oh, yeah, yeah. we have the two dirtiest lists at the Alamo. We have Jeff Radigan with a comp zero high elves list. I can't imagine what could be in that list. <laughs> versus Nicholas Michelonis, who's got a comp 0.5 Warriors oh of Chaos my, list. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Gentlemen, have fun. It's going to be a draw. Yeah. They're not going to be able to kill each other. Uh, Nick's, a, Nick's a pretty good player, though, man. No, no, I, I just, I'm saying they're not going to be able to kill each other. Their, their right, shit's yeah. going to be so tough. <laughs> they're not yeah. going to get wounds through. Yeah, Nick's played against that list, I think, probably a hundred times. Yeah, I would think so, too. First one to make a mistake loses a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gets gets the minor win. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this twenty zero or sixteen four? This one is sixteen zero. Mm. With uh, a number in between, I think it's eight eight ten six thirteen three and sixteen zero. And then BPs. And then four up to four victory points. Okay. Cool. Cool. So that'll separate out a lot of the field, I'm hoping. Sure. On table 12, we have Lennon Roy coming in from the Memphis area with a Comp 4 Skaven versus Houston's own Matthew DeBone with a 4-5 High Elves. I really want to watch this matchup, and I don't even know why. I like Lennon, and I like Matt. Table 13, we've got Reese McDonald, if he makes it, with a Comp f- something list... <laughs> um, full uh, disclosure, Reese hasn't turned in a legal list yet Because he wasn't sure he was coming until this week Versus Paul Myers at a Comp 3-5 Dark Elves list um, I'm going to give the advantage to Paul because he's turned in a list mm. Give me Reese because no. it's table 13 Right, yeah <laughs> What the hell is that noise? That would be a jackass on a motorcycle outside oh, okay. my house. Just wanted to make sure. Or my bowels, I'm not sure which. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't Mark's asshole whistling again. <laughs> Just revving up my dildos. Sorry, go ahead. Table 14, we have Jordan Braun with a Comp 5 Tombs Kings list. Tombs Kings? I don't even know what army that Multiple is. Multiple tombs, only one king. Got it. <laughs> Versus Aaron Chapman with a Comp 5 5 Lizardman list. Mm-hmm. Table 15. I'm going to guess I know that one. Yep. <laughs> Table 15, Pete Reese with a Comp 4 5 Dwarves list. Versus Josh Gurin with a Comp 5 Warriors of Chaos list. Hmm. 
will be interesting. Yeah. Table 16, we've got Thomas Dietzel with a comp 12-5 Ogre Kingdoms list, which looks a lot like mine, which I love, versus Carrie Hegna's comp 13-5 Tomb Kings list. This will be a great little uh, tactical challenge for both players. Table 17, we have Andrew Heinrich, who's running a comp 12, surprise, surprise, dwarves list. Andrew's playing dwarves? I know. And even more stalking is Josh Stewart is playing Dark Elves. Ah, shocker. With a comp 9-5. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, Yeah, I hope he he brought the dragon again. I love it when he does that. No magic and a dragon. Heinrich's going to love that too with his cannons. It didn't work out so good last time. <laughs> From memory, I don't think Andrew has cannons. Really? Didn't they? Wow. He's comp has... 10 with dwarves. Oh, good point. Hasn't this, hasn't this battle already been done in the past? I'm pretty sure that Josh and Andrew played each other with similar lists is what I'm going to guess. Was it at Masters last year? Not Not last year, the year before. I think so. Maybe. I I don't know. I don't know either. I think so. I just barely stayed sober for Masters two years ago. Yeah. Should be should be a good game. I look forward to watching that one. Table 18, we've got Greg Kaufman from San Antonio with a Comp 8-5 High Elves Army versus Zach Clark from Austin with a Comp 8-5 Demons Army. Table 19, we've got James Gush from San Antonio with a Comp 10 High Elves list. Versus Warren Knowles with a comp ten beastman list. Oh man, that's gonna be a great table. That's yeah. gonna be a lot of that's fun gonna to be watch. a great table. That is, it's gonna be a good table. Um, Warren's good list was probably the most polarizing between the comp judges. He be- brought beasts. He brought beasts. Are you doing marks? He does have marks. He has one okay. infantry model. All right. Everything else is the same unit type. Can't oh. imagine what that Oh, gee, I wonder what that is. <laughs> I think he has 27 of them. Holy <laughs> shit. It's going to work really well for him or really, really badly. Yeah, I'm not really sure bad. which. Yeah. One of the two is going to happen. That's awesome. Props to Warren for bringing that. That's a ballsy yeah, army. ballsy, bro. Warriors of Chaos, you don't look at that army and go, oh, that could be soft, but Beastmen... The chariots right. that are inferior in every way. Except for points. Come on. <laughs> Except for points. <laughs> Table 20, we've got Chad Pond with a Comp 7 Skaven list versus Nathaniel Culver with a Comp 7 High Elves list. Who, who is he? Who's Nate playing? Sorry. Chad, Chad Pond. Pond from Leadership oh, wow. Team. That's going to be a, yeah. that'll be a fun be a game, great too. Great game. Wow. Yeah, that'll be great. Table 21, we've got Nathan Brookell from uh, Roll Sixes Bra with a mm-hmm. Comp 5 Warriors of Chaos list versus Leadership two oh, leadership 2's own Derek Wiswell with a Comp 6 VC list. <sighs> Another rough game. Wow. Derek's bringing the VC back, huh? Looks like he's going to give him one last try. Yeah. Table 22. We have Rick Hoy with a Comp 8 Black Orc Brewery list. Oh, yeah. Versus John Green Jr. with a Comp 7-5 Dwarves list. Two 
really stubborn armies. Okay, so here's the question. Are black orcs orcs? <laughs> as far as if he gets army-wide hatred versus them. Yes. All right. Just wanted to toss that out there just in case. Table 23, we've got Brian Brown from Club Capri. Capri, mm-hmm. I don't know what Capri is either. That must be Brian, like Bobby Brown. Wait, let me guess. Is he playing Warriors? He is. Oh my Walker. gosh. I'm so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be facing up against George Loeffler, who has decided this time to have an Ogre Kingdom's army that he has not yet resold. Right. <laughs> For those who don't know, George is notorious for buying an army, playing it, and then flipping it. Yeah. For a, they should for a do like a loss. lifetime network <laughs> series about it. Flip this army. He's really flip good at flipping armies and losing like $200. Hey, they don't all make money on Flip This House either. <laughs> on table 24, San Antonio's own James Demaria playing Ogre Kingdoms, which is as much of a shocker as Andrew playing Dwarves, but James plays Ogres really well, versus Jeff Grajeda's Comp 8 Warriors of Chaos army. Mm. Two players that know their armies really well. Yep. Table 25, Brandon Roth with his Comp 3 Warriors of Chaos army. Can't possibly win. Versus Kevin (laughs) Schmachtenberger's Comp 3 Vampire Counts army. Um. Table 26, Hayne Begley with a Comp 7 Lizardmen army. Versus Mike Grajeda's Comp 7 Ogre Kingdom's army. Oh, that'll be a great table. That's going to be be fun to watch. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game. It's a great table to watch hang his ass kicked on. <laughs> yeah, we all hope so. Mike's pretty good with his ogres. Yeah, he is. He's good. He's, he's pretty good at his panic tests. Yeah, he's a liar. You better watch him. He's going to be cheating the whole game. I don't know. <laughs> table 27, we have Joseph Pagano running Comp 9 Orcs and Goblins. Uh, Joseph, for those of you who don't know, is in Leadership 2. Versus another local boy, Guido Locati who's running Comp 8-5 High Elves. I'm glad Guido's got in this time. He was the last guy on the wait list to not get in last year, and I felt really bad I couldn't get him in. So is is that a joke? You're making Joe Pagano play some guy named Guido? Some guy named Guido? <laughs> blame blame Warscore. That's not me. I would not do that on purpose. Used to his guys gonna go play in the corner. He'll do your favor. Only once, though. Although I will walk up to the table and call them Pisons, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. Table 28, we have Stephen Firth with Comp 2 Skaven versus Dallas's own Greg Harris running Comp 1-5 Demons of Chaos. Comp 2 Skaven. Sweet Jesus. It's a nice hard army matchup. I'm going to guess table, Twin Towers. We have Comp 16 Beastmen run by John Coburn. Versus Julian Lesage, who's running Comp 17-5 Beastmen. Boom. For those of you who don't know, Julian challenged the Hangover Heroes to make him an awful list. So that he could play it and prove what a good player he is. They made him a horrible, horrible <laughs> Beastmen list. This thing is utterly terrible. Horhorn. 
Yeah, Ungirl <laughs> Fourhorn is in it and is a highlight. Oh, that's he's amazing. <laughs> Good luck, Julian. I love you dearly. But <laughs> I'm not sure on that one. I don't know that he's ever even played Beastman. I don't nope, think he, he has. Hasn't. Or um, even or full even disclosure as well. Uh, Julian was one of our either. comp he judges. But we decided it was not a conflict of interest because he scored all the lists not knowing which one was his. We didn't tell him which list was his until he'd scored them all. Did he, did he make fun of his shit? Like, he's like, yes, oh, this he is thought fucking his terrible. List was horrible. Hey, guess what? Guess what you're playing? <laughs> yeah. Although he thought for a while that he had Warren Knowles' list. Oh, oh that, that would be funny. So, Warren, if you want to switch, we can probably make that happen. But you don't want to switch. No. On, on table 30, we have Jen Starling from Southern California with a Comp 6-5 Demons list versus Dimitri Hockard, who's from Austin. He's running a Comp 6 Wood Elves list. And for our last matchup, table 31, Chris Gibney from the Blues City Brawlers. He's running a Comp 8-5 Warriors of Chaos list, and he will be fighting San Antonio's own Jeff Franz who's running the Black Orc Brewery at a Comp 8-5. That's a it. That's Black all our matchups. We've got 62 players. Any nice. highlights stand out? Uh, that Chad we haven't pa talked about already? I, I don't know, man. I think Chad Pond uh, and uh, he was playing Nate Culver. Nate Culver. I think that'll be a good game. That's my probably my highlight for that. Other than me beating the shit out of Ryan Caps, but you know, <laughs> I've got a couple of tables highlighted that I'll keep an eye on just for fun. The top five: uh, Fred Whitney and Brad McKay will be a great tactical oh, yeah. battle. That'll be very tactical for sure. Yeah, and um, Brad's Brad's lightened up quite a bit since he's not really given a crap for this year. So, uh, Jeff Daniels and Chuck Gavlack are going to get really drunk on table nine. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to throw up in a trash can. Jody and Cody. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Another, Jody another and Cody. The great yeah. Alamo Romoff. That's a good one, too, for sure. I don't know. I think the rest are kind of all pretty good. I think Josh Stewart and, and Andrew Heinrich would be a good one, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that one. If you want to see the most serious table in the room, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that table. No, no, but it'll be a very, very tactical. Like those dudes, those dudes are very, very calculated, very measured in there. Yeah. So, cool. They both got lists that are a little non-standard for the uh, army they're running. Uh, what else we have looked forward to at uh, Alamo Ryan? I heard there's a painting contest again, and and then uh, absolutely, we... uh, we're gonna do our usual paint contest. Uh, top three in best single model, uh, best monstrous model, which is a 50 millimeter base or bigger or a large target, and best unit. And then out of all of those, I will pick a best in show, and they're going to win a giant dragon from Mirsha Miniatures. Uh, Mirsha right. came through for me again and gave me a ton of prize support, so historically they've sponsored the paint contest. They'll continue to do so. Nice. Um, we'll be doing open gaming uh, Friday and Saturday nights. 
Um, anyone who's interested in Kings of War, uh, former Alamo TO, Jim Bailey is going to be running Kings of War on, I think, four or five tables. And it's going to be roll up to the table with a thousand points. And whichever side is losing, you're now joining. Nice. Um, they'll be running it all weekend. Um, nice. And That's helping a cool that out, That's we have cool. a very special guest that will be coming. Uh, Mr. Ronnie Renton, the CEO of Mantic Games has decided to take some time out of his busy U.S. travel schedule, and he's going to come down for the Alamo and be there Friday and Saturday. All right. So I'm greatly looking forward to talking with him. He wants to get a feel for what the uh, U.S. GT scene is, and Alamo's pretty much the best you can ask for. That's true. But I'm biased. He's going to be pretty hungover on Sunday. <laughs> I think the plan's to get him hungover Saturday, too. Yes. That, too. I met him. I met him a couple of years ago in uh, Chicago, and he was just a great guy too. So it'd be, be a good time. Yeah, he's a good dude. Well, cool. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. Countercharge. Countercharge is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game Kings of War. Join your hosts Andrew, Mark, and Rob as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. You can find us on iTunes and at OhioHammer.com, a proud member of the Ohio Hammer Network of Podcasts. back so with continuing our coverage for for alamo um we uh we have a little bit of a cool little surprise we we've been working out with uh, a bunch of the guys from the south and i'm gonna let ryan kind of talk about it but uh ryan why don't you tell them about this little painting gig we have going absolutely um one of the san antonio kings of war facebook groups was privy to the the uh, November release is a little bit, I think it was when the general announcement came out for releasing them. And the resulting response was that the paint jobs weren't that great. Um, and we were challenged, okay, you think you can do better? Go ahead, see what you can do. Um, and Jim Bailey and a couple of other guys, including myself, got together and we've thrown down the challenge. And we're going to be running the first ever Mantic Golden Fisty Award to see who can paint the best Mantic model by December 31st. Uh, we'll be setting up a blog somewhere on it. Uh, watch this space. We haven't picked out a blog site yet for it. Um, I don't know if it's going to be open to anyone or if it's just the, the six of us that have answered the call. Um, details are sketchy at the moment, but it's going to be Jim Bailey, uh, Mr. Russell Helms, and Edward O. from Houston, Casey Clements from Houston. Uh, Jeff will be taking part to represent the Metroplex area, and then Jim Bailey and myself will be representing San Antonio to show you what Texas's finest can do with some of the Mantic models. I know Mantic gets kind of a bad rap. Your models are they're too flat, they're not detailed enough, they're so constrained by space. I counteract that question by going, well, you don't go to Walmart and whine that your particle board furniture isn't solid oak. Uh, Mantic has made its, its uh, reputation on being 
high model count at low cost, if you want to pay $90 for a model, then you'll get a $90 model, but you're not paying that for Mantic stuff. You're paying very fair prices and getting good quality models for that. Yeah, I agree. For what you pay for, I don't I don't think that you can really touch them. <laughs> I mean, like, their, their stuff is not expensive, and you don't see that uh, every year price hike just because, oh, it's it's that time of year, <laughs> you know? So, Absolutely. so do you all know what models you're going to focus in on for this? Or have you, picked, have you picked that yet? Yeah, it just depends on if I can get my hands on some of the stuff that's not retail yet like i that i can't pick up um but i'd really 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 like to do the uh abyssal um archfiend which is the kind of like a demon prince-esque style guy that that's what i would like to do but it's not available yet so depending on which way it goes um we're all trying to do um it needs to be a unit a monster or um, a character, or, I think. Or, or like, uh, were we doing a character? Because I think we were trying to stick away from the character. Oh, you're character. right. We were... But it, it needs to be like a unit, whether it's a regiment or a troop or whatever, um, or like a, a big, a big nasty monster or something like that. Just, just to add, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we wanted to show what you could do, and we're doing like, a, what was, what was Bailey talking about for the requirements for basing and stuff like that too. Uh, minimum basing, minimum uh, no conversions. This is the goal here is to do a stock out of the box model, and then just sand it, flock it, uh, paint up your flock for basing. Uh, yeah. The highlight should be the model, seeing what you can do with the Mantic models, without a lot of fancy conversion work. Yeah. And how do you so... get in on this? What's that? How do you get in on this? This uh, contest y'all got going. I don't know the answer to that, but I'll let you know. Yeah, we'll talk to Bailey this weekend. Jim, Jim's kind of Jim Bailey's kind of heading up for it, us. Yeah. I was, I was honored to be added for our area, so I was pretty stoked. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with these boys, but see what I can do. We'll try. <laughs> It'll be fun for me. It's kind of a personal thing. Jim Bailey's the guy that taught me how to go from being an average painter to being a better than average painter. Right. So anytime he and I can get in a direct competition, I sort of feel like Anakin versus Obi-Wan. <laughs> I just like to see if I can get anywhere close to y'all. I know I'm always like third best or something, <laughs> somewhere in that area, so I'd like to see what I can do for for it. So it should be fun. It'll be exciting. We've got six of the best painters in the South doing it, so I'm really eager to see what we can come up with. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing the new Elf Lord on Dracon model. Um I was unsatisfied with my Mercia Angry Slaug dragon attempt. I want to do something a little redder and a little more vibrant and less dark. I'd washed mine out a lot. So it gives me a chance to do a dragon without spending a lot of money to get another dragon. That's your big nasty guy that you're using like a hell cannon as a hell cannon? Yeah, I used him as a hell cannon. I use him whenever I get Kadan off. Yeah. Big giant red dragon. Yeah, that guy's nasty. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, so have that to look forward to. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Uh, mine will be unfortunately delayed because I'm going to participate in Rob Fanulf's Countercharge podcast Army in a Weekend Challenge. 
Uh, he's got a great little challenge out there to do a 1,000-point army in pretty much a weekend. Um, I'm going to break a couple of rules. He's limiting it to 100 bucks. I'm using a lot of Mercia models. One of my units exceeds 100 bucks just on its own, so I'm going to ignore that one. But it'll be fun. That's going to be the weekend of whatever the one after the Alamo is. I pretty much go straight from Alamo into prepping for this. It should nice. be a lot of fun. Countercharge podcast has a lot of details on it if anyone else is interested in taking up the challenge. Yeah, for sure. You guys should check that out. I would I would 100% be doing it, but I will I will be out of the country at the time, so won't be able to Cancun won't be able to do that. painting models. Right, Cancun I know. I can go to Cancun for the weekend or I can paint models. So. I'm going to be tailgating, so <laughs> yeah, it's just a bad weekend for me, but uh, I would I would certainly have gotten in on it. So, well, full disclosure, I'm going to bend rules a little bit more because it's my daughter's birthday weekend, and I will be doing a birthday party for her. So I may do a little bit of painting on Thursday instead of on uh, Saturday. Nice, because I love my little girl very much, and her in a bouncy mm-hmm. castle is a lot more fun. She's three; she'll be turning four, so nothing creepy. <laughs> It's a lot more fun than painting models is. That's true. Uh, well, I think we can get ready to get closed up here. But before we do that, um, we got uh, we got a little bit of lone wolf announcement from Mark. Um, Mark, why don't you go ahead and give us all the news that's transforming lone wolf at the moment? Sure. So uh, after. Um all the considerations that we had, you know, back in September, we converted over and opened up registration and had a better, you know, opening 24, 48 hours than we've typically had with Lone Wolf. Um, given that we're still five months out, we're more than half full now, which is spectacular. Uh, typically, we don't really fill up or start to fill up a lot until after Alamo. So the fact that we're already over 50% full um, is a good sign. Uh, if anybody wants details, it's www.lonewolfgt.com. Um, you know, we've got all of our rules out there. We've got our current FAQs up. If people have questions, they can email me. Uh, my my website, or not my website, my, my email is on the website, on the FAQ page, and on a couple other areas. Um, so, you know, if you have questions, hit me up there. If I have that question happen a whole lot, I'll put it on the FAQ page. Um, but so far we're, we're going pretty standard 2000 points. Uh, we're allowing allies. Um, we're not officially using chess clocks, but we will have chess clocks there for the first year. And then after that, we'll probably end up doing chess clocks officially, you know, in subsequent years. Um, you know, I, I think what, what is going to happen is we're going to have more Kings of War players at a single tournament weekend event than has happened anywhere else in the world um, up to this point. Um, you know, that's that's saying a lot given we're still five months out, but given the response I've had from the community, I feel pretty confident in that. Um, so, you know, if folks are interested in it, they need to sign up now because if they don't sign up soon, they're going to miss out and they're going to end up on the waiting list. So, uh, How many games will you really be running, good. Mark? What's up? How many games will you be doing? Uh, we're going to be doing four games and two games, or is it three and three? I can't remember. Uh, it's on the website. I know that. I know we put it up. Um, I think it's four and two. 
I, I think if we try to go into seven, we go too late and people that are driving end up getting home, you know, super late. So we didn't go that route. So I'm pretty sure it's four and two. Um, you know, the cool thing about Kings of War is the games go faster, so we can actually get more games in, um, which is why we're going to a more game format. Um, yeah, it, it just it looks really promising with the way everything's shaking out and uh, the way everybody's kind of responded around the country and around the community. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I'm frantically painting my stuff to get it done for. So that will be done for Lone Wolf. I'm so excited! I'll do half my army in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's going to be next weekend. Right? I I bet it will be the weekend yeah. after the Alamo. Yeah, I bet it will. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Well, I think we can go ahead and uh, stick a fork in this one and hit you guys back up after uh, Alamo. I think we're gonna take some recording gear down and talk to Ronnie Renton and some of the other guys that are going to be down there at Alamo, maybe get Jim Bailey to hop on and talk to you guys about painting the, or the painting contest. The Golden Fisty. Yeah, the Golden Fisty, which is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Are are you so what's what's going to be the deal? Are you gonna are you going to be doing the blog stuff? Are we all going to be posting individually on this blog just so people can watch for it? Um, I think the plan is we'll set up a blogspot site and then give all the competitors access to it so that you can update it okay. as you go. Um, I'll be doing a lot of work in progresses just because that's how I've trained myself to paint now. Um, I blog pretty much everything I paint nowadays. Um, cool. And then at the end, we'll come up with some sort of winning criteria. Either we'll make Mantic choose one or we'll do a, a nationwide poll or an international poll and let you guys vote on it. Sounds good to me, man. I'm excited. See it's, how it turns uh, out. it's early days, so details are sketchy. Right, yeah. We're just kind of giving out the info as we have it. So We'll get Jim on. I'm sure he has a plan already. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you this weekend. Sounds good. And guys out there, if you've got any beers you want us to try, any styles you want us to review, we do that too. Even though right now we're focused on wargaming, we drink a lot of beer. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At BeerWog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At TheBeerPhase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. That's thebeerphase, all one word, at gmail.com. Thunderstruck.
was shaking at the knees. Could I come again, please? Yeah, the ladies were too kind. You've been thunderstruck.
And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At TheBeerPhase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. That's thebeerphase, all one word, at gmail.com. Thunder's rock. Thunder's rock.